Hi, welcome to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington, and today I'm sitting down with Rob Linus, a country musician that comes from a background in welding. We talk about how he got into welding, making the transition to full-time musician, and also drawing inspiration from the blue-collar lifestyle to infuse into his music. What's up, you hot steel-handling mother truckers? My name's Rob Linus. <laughs> hey, Rob, where, where are you based out of right now? Well, I'm in Phoenix for a day, and then um, I'm going to go to Colorado for a little while. I'm, I'm, I'm formerly from Georgia and uh, Tennessee border, and uh, yeah, just kind of floating around, doing the, doing the circuit. You just got off the road with Dwight Yoakam, right? Yep, we do. Uh, we do a good. Lucky enough to do a good bit of stuff with him. He keeps calling. Hell of a guy, actually. And um, just did Texas with him, and I love Texas. I have a lot of fun in Texas. Texas is a fun time. Texas is funny because there's like the real cowboys. You play more rural areas, and they sit there pretty stoic, staring at you. And you're like, man, these guys hate this shit. Uh, and then. <laughs> And then you go, you know, and you walk, you go check on merch or something, and everyone's super nice. And you get a lot of handshakes. A lot of handshakes. And and thing I like about Texas people is they stop, they, you know, give their appreciation, and then they move on. Some places like, well, my son just started playing guitar, and then you know, see. So oh yeah. It's like man. It's like man. I'm I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of tired. I just played in a 97 degree heat for an hour and a half no water break it's cool so tell me how did you get your start in welding that's a good question i was right after high school i moved to tennessee and i was a whitewater raft guide for six summers and i was really into that and realized i wasn't going to be a professional kayaker even though i was just more of a professional dirt bag and a good buddy of mine who i went to high school with his uncle worked for Siemens big German company and uh, he's like you boys want to quit smoking weed make some real money he's like you go well in school I'll try to get you a job I was like all right so I went to well in school obviously he uh, got his nephew a job first and I actually ended up getting a job in California working for Irwin Industries they're like a contractor on the rigs so you know I'd just gone through school I really hadn't had any pipe welding job when I get there and they they drop you know from a crane they're like oh you're a pipe welder huh coming from Tennessee oh okay and they drop two big pipes on on a crane they're like level it up weld it out take root and I was like Oh God, I was, 20. I was 24, you know, I've been well, you know, I've got through school pretty quick. So I've been welding in general for like eight months and obviously went straight to grind and duty and then worked my way back up and then was welding pipe on night shift. But what was cool about my job was I was in the shop. So I'd fabricate or fix all of the stuff that got corroded or they needed replacement on the rigs. So I was able to go home um, every morning and only went out on the rigs a few times for install. Then I got a call from Siemens and then I got involved, went and took my weld test for basically we repair the components of turbine engines, power or nuclear power plants, um, fossil burners, uh, gas burners, just kind of, you know, work with all the components involved that. So that was all TIG welding, actually very little pipe. It was mostly repair stuff. And I did that for about four years. And uh, that was really cool because you know, you're kind of like a rock star, you know, that they, they, they'd fly in, they'd give you a rental car and a hotel, and you'd be there from, you know, a few days to two months. 
two, a month and a half was probably my longest job. And, you know, I'd never been out of the country, went to Colombia and, and Mexico, never did Europe, but, and then I uh, quit and I was like, I'm going to try to play music. I think if I don't do it now, I will regret not trying. And uh, I guess here I am six and a half, seven years later. So Rocking out. Yeah, man. That's yeah, my full gig now. I bet the QST stuff was pretty intense on those turbine repairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're not welding on blades. It's more a strenuous background check and psychological test uh, to get access to them. But the stuff there is def- there's some serious quality control for sure. Yeah. A lot of people that are on weld.com or watch weld.com are people that are either like learning or want to progress in their career. And when you get in different industries, it's very different environments. You know, a construction just like out on a site job is going to be so different than like a very strict access type of job like you're talking about what was the process like when you were leading up to doing those like you said it was a very strict background check they have a great facility up in pennsylvania and they have a great weld shop and you can really um kind of practice and get certified in all the different things i mean there's so many different quals you can get you know like obviously my first test was 6g tig root hot pass and then fill it out 718 and then we did a lot of stainless and then stainless stick which i've never used in the field but that was probably the harder harder test um but they're real good about kind of training and prepping you and they're with such uh expensive parts that we're working with i mean they're really good about you know having people there and making sure and then sometimes you know you you know finally you just kind of catch on and and get it and get it going but as far as the quality control, it's just I learned later that it's better to go into it. And it's kind of like a show. You don't put a lot of expectations on it and a lot of pressure on yourself. And you can kind of just do what you know how to do without thinking this is a this is a hundred million dollar part or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? That's a part of welding that people don't really think about when they're getting into it is that you know, some of these jobs, you're going to be working on things that if you break it, you'll never be able to pay for it. You know, it's just right, like, right, 100%. that's really good advice about going in without the expectations. As far as the parallels that you've seen between a welding lifestyle and a road musician lifestyle, what would your biggest parallel be? You're gone a lot. Your significant other hates you. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all hard work just to adapt in your surroundings and try to get along with everybody and always learn. You're always learning no matter what and wherever you go. It's always um, just be a sponge and soak up what's around you. When I saw your set, you were talking about welding. You have some songs about welding, like your welding days or that were in uh, welding inspired. Yeah, like I mentioned it quite a bit. I mean, there's a song, Blue Collar, that I think a lot of people can relate to in any. It's basically, you know, just saying, you know, nothing's given for free. You got to work for everything, you know, and that's kind of that. And I'll, you know, drop, like you said, the comparison between the two of my new life and what I was doing. And I, I still love the weld, but, you know, it's very handy for things that I want to do, like projects or like my pedal board. I welded, I fabricated my pedal board. And it's a heavy song, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way you gotta. Be, I mean, I feel like if you're a musician and a welder, you have to make your own pedal board. I mean, hundred percent. It's like a, yeah. mine. It was like one of the first projects I ever did, and I made it out of a bed frame, and it was super like 
it was probably like I don't even know somewhere around twenty gauge, like steel, and all I had at the time was a eighty amp stick welder. So uh, I was just blowing holes left and right. It was awesome. Right. <laughs> it was just yeah, like disintegrating yeah. as soon as I would touch it. I was like, I'm gonna make it happen. So I just ran it. You were going. You're going for the. You're going for the rustic look. Yeah, it's definitely rustic. <laughs> I gotta, and you try to cover up all those holes, and you come out with this warped ass pedal board. Oh yeah, lots of bubble gum, dude. Lots of bubble yeah. gum on there, but it works. As far as blue collar, I feel like that is a big thing. Like the blue collar lifestyle is having kind of a renaissance right now. It feels like, like more people right. are like, actually, blue collar is cool. You know, I feel like more people are appreciating blue collar people but also the lifestyle and you're out there kind of being like hey you know like you're preaching what people that are blue collar feel even a musician with soft hands and no skill whatsoever to build anything i mean there's a huge parallel between the work ethic i would say as far as welding and and music i mean you're out there grinding and you're yeah there's a lot of parallels too as far as going to a different place and and you're just trying to get after it one thing that I noticed while learning how to weld is like when I came out, I was a lot more patient. You rediscover as a musician, you drop into this flow state. I know I do. Right. Like when you're playing, like you kind of drop into this flow state where you, you're not really thinking about anything. You're just like in the moment. And I, right. I feel like when you get into the groove of welding, like you get into that flow state. I feel like it's easier to get in the flow state with welding than it is with music. Because right. welding is just you and the arc. When you're a musician, it's you and, and the audience. And if that audience isn't into it, it's really hard to get in that flow state. Yeah. Well, I like to think of them, you know, as one, you know, just like you said, when you're running a beat or something, it's just you. There's nothing to the side of you, nothing. You're just in it, you know. And it's, I kind of try to treat it, music, the same way as far as I, we're all in the experience together, right? So, if you're messing up your beat or whatever, your the, the crowd's not receptive. Like, how do I change gears and make this work? Except the difference is liquid steel and humans, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah. So, do you have any new albums coming up or anything that you're trying to push right now? Well, I just did a a single, and it was a cover of a Genesis song, and that came out on the 15th, July 15th. Pretty rocking. Definitely not how Phil Collins did it, but it was more of a bet between my sound engineer and me, and I liked the way it came out. And then uh, September, I'm going to track a third album, which there is a few songs that are very blue-collar and talk about welding as well. What's your favorite line you've written about blue-collar lifestyle? Nothing is a given. I'll work to make a living until the day I die. That one's in blue collar. You know, just talking about the holes in your shirt and working for dimes, but my heart is full and like the, you know, the comparison between the two and stuff like that. Yeah. You're out on the road. I know when I talked to you at the festival that you were having a lot of troubles with your vehicle. Have you ever had to do like any modifications on the fly? Well, there was a band here in Phoenix from Monterrey, Mexico. They were in this big bus, and my friend owns this place, The Dirty Drummer. And we were just going out and enjoying I had like one night off before I did the road again. And, you know, I get there, and she's like, well, their camper flew off. Their uh, hitch flew off, essentially. And so their trailer spun out and hit a wall and onto the sidewalk and stuff. And they ended up getting it there. Some buddy, Jason and I, he's 
got a welder at his house here in Phoenix. He went and got it. We got the generator. We plugged it up and we had my flip flops and <laughs> and we, we, we cleaned the back of the bumper and I welded it back on for this band. And they, none of them spoke English. They were all from Mexico, you know. And my buddy's hood kept flashing. So I basically welded it blind, but you can feel when you're making good penetration. And I was like, oh, that's not bad. And so I squared it up, got it on there. They hooked it up and drove all the way back to Monterey. I told them, I told the translator, I was like, look, you know, once you get there, you know, we did this off of four power cables off you know yeah just like you gotta get it take it to a shop or a fab shop and, and they'll and they'll weld it on good but they messaged me and they kept in touch and they're like man that thing made it all the way back to monterey i'm like well like i said get a new bumper because the bumper was <laughs> shit anyway but it was this huge tour bus you know with this little trailer on the back and flew off so that was the only time really music related that i had to do something on the fly like that but it was for someone else so well what's your favorite process out of all of them I really like stick welding. I mean, I, I like TIG welding too. Depends on what I'm doing, you know, or depends on what, what I need to get done. TIG welding's fun to make if it's going to be presentable. Like I TIG welded the, the pedal board, you know, so, and I let it rust a little bit and then coated it and it looks all rustic. But yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. I mean, what I have access to since I kind of live out of a vehicle is it will make gun. So that's usually what I end up doing just because I need to, I just need to get the job done. You know what I mean? So where can people check out your music live out on the road coming up soon? Well, I got four this week in California. And then, um, like I said, I'm off for uh, two weeks. And then we do kind of like the Midwest up in Wisconsin, Chicago. And then we'll be down in Texas, which um, I feel like a lot. Texas is one of our bigger markets. We'll do like uh, Yellow Rose Canyon. There's this thing called the Southern Throwdown uh, Festival. We're doing that on August 27th. And we're doing the White Horse, which is a pretty classic venue in Austin on the 26th. And then uh, if anyone in California, we're doing a festival two days in a row on my birthday, September 3rd in Mammoth, California. Oh, that'd be fun. And then it looks like we may be going up to like Nantucket, which is a market I've never done. So so anybody in Nantucket, you make sure to go see Rob when he comes on through. Do you think you'd ever go back to welding? Well, during the pandemic, I did. I actually went back and worked for Siemens again, which was great. I mean, as a musician, it was like I'm used to roaming around. Yeah. Yeah, I worked for probably eight months again and did, redid all my certs and all that. It was just working different power plants. One one song on the next album, I was in Brooklyn for about two and a half weeks. Two weeks, maybe. Yeah, there's a song about the Brooklyn power plant that uh, inspired a whole new song from the record. So it was good to be able to go back and do that and kind of touch base on, on the roots and where all this music kind of stuff came from. So I was very thankful to to get that call and actually go back to it because you never know what's going to happen. We sure didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. So. Well, and it's awesome that you always have that to go back to just in case you get burnt out as an artist, you know. I know right, right. I've been down the road a couple of times where it's just like, you know what, I just need like a break. I just need a year to myself. Like, right. go do anything except this, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're very rarely alone when you're a touring musician. Yeah. Which is something you never think of, but you're never by yourself. 
very rarely. And when you're welding, it's just you and what you're doing. And there's nothing, you know, it is it is a Zen place. And I do love that about it. You're not really trying to show off. You're just trying to do your job. And, and entertainment is slightly different from that, you know. So yeah, there is that Zen with welding. And I will always love and appreciate it for sure. One day I'll have land in a shop and I'll be able to do whatever I want in there. So. Well, I'm looking but forward to that day, man. It's yeah. coming. Aren't we all, right? Yeah. Aren't we all? Build me a shop and a barn in the yard. There you go. New songs. Yeah. Just songs yeah. all day. I was actually just reciting you some lyrics, so. Wow. Of my own song. How vain is that? It's pretty, it's pretty good. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> pretty vain. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on here, and it was, well, hell yeah. I mean, I do a lot of music podcasts, but this one was, was pretty cool. I've been trying to kind of ring people in that aren't you you may weld but also do other things that are cool so i would rather focus on the cool things that you do and see how welding led you there. right right yeah i mean it definitely was a pay cut at the start that's for sure yeah 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 definitely it was a a big big risk you know once you got that career it's you know would i make that jump now probably not but seven years ago yeah, definitely was easier. So, you know, follow your dreams, follow your heart. You're the only one that will. You're just full of wisdom, man. Full of <laughs> I don't know about that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington, and make sure you head on over and check out that new Weld app in the App Store and get connected to welders all across the globe. Until next time, we'll see you out there.